Hi, I'm Heather, and I teach women all about finding joy in the life you live, experiencing the Holy Spirit's powerful transformation in your marriage, and gaining the support of sisters in Christ, women just like you, to encourage you along the way. I made the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies that are fully rooted in scripture, psychology, stories, and inspiration to help you and your marriage blossom. If you're a woman of Christ seeking a happy, loving, sacred marriage, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hi there. Heather here. Welcome to the Marriage Graced with Heather podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuning in because this episode is a must for creating effective boundaries in your marriage. If you have a husband that's resistant to your boundaries, or if you're in a hurtful relationship with a spouse that's unwilling to change and take responsibility for himself, this episode is for you. I've been exactly where you are with a husband that was breaking my boundaries over and over again. I felt like he either wasn't listening or he didn't care, and sometimes both. I know how you're feeling. Unloved, lonely, helpless, and maybe even losing hope for your marriage. The good news is that I've turned my marriage around and I'm here to lead you on a healthy path for your marriage too. In today's episode, we're building on what we learned last week, our two-step formula for one, how to establish your boundaries, and two, how to enforce them. If you missed it, check out episode five to learn how to course correct your marriage with boundaries. So if you keep on operating with broken boundaries over and over again, your marriage will eventually worsen over time, leading to divorce. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you learn how to use consequences to enforce your boundaries, your marriage will improve. And more than improve, it can blossom into something beautiful. And this is what I want for you. What I'm talking about today is so important because... Love isn't enough to sustain your marriage. It needs boundaries that have consequences to give your marriage a chance to course correct when boundaries are broken. Consequences are a powerful tool to help protect yourself and your marriage and lead you on a path of growth. Encouraging our spouse to learn from these consequences and use God's grace in their own flaws for correction and to take responsibility for themselves and their behaviors. So today I'm going to go deeper into how to enforce your boundaries when you have a boundary resistant spouse. We will talk about the types of consequences that you can use to enforce your boundaries when you're in a hurtful relationship with a spouse that is unwilling to change. This is the difference of having a marriage that is savable versus not. So really, really important. Setting a consequence that you will follow through on with your own actions is the key to unlock this. Friends, this is all about holding yourself accountable and exercising your own self-control. So perhaps you're challenged by a spouse who is not taking responsibility for his own issue and he's not willing to make a change. If your spouse continues to do hurtful things, your words may not actually be enough. So these are great words of wisdom from psychologist Dr. Cloud. And he says, People in denial are deaf to words of truth. They only respond to pain and loss. So if that's the case for you and your words are falling on deaf ears, 
consequences become an even more important part of the equation for boundaries like it was for me. So let's talk about the types of consequences you can use to enforce your boundary when you are in a hurtful relationship with a spouse that's unwilling to take responsibility for themselves. When my marriage was failing, we would have these terrible fights where we would yell at each other and say hurtful things and all it really was was an abusive conversation that wasn't leading anywhere good. He wasn't saying anything productive and I wasn't saying anything productive. And at this time, I didn't have a grasp of what boundaries were, what mine were, and how to use them. I didn't realize it could be as easy as walking away in this particular situation. Some of my own boundaries that I have with my husband now are that it's an unacceptable to use name calling, to be yelling at me, or to even saying that you want a divorce in the heat of the moment just because you want to say something that's hurtful but not truthful. I even have boundaries about being around someone with a constantly bad attitude where only negativity comes out of their mouth. So while I vocalize these boundaries with my husband, I don't actually control him. I, I only have control over myself. And the only person that you person that you do have control over is yourself. So simply saying to him, it's unacceptable to yell at me, isn't really a boundary unless I do something about it. But if I say, if you yell at me again, I will walk out of the room. It's now a boundary because this has a consequence that I'm in control to be accountable of. So ending an abusive conversation by physically walking away means you don't allow someone to interact with you in that way. You are setting the standard for how you must be treated if someone wants to interact with you. Similarly, bellying your husband out of a jam because he's consistently irresponsible in an area doesn't allow him to grow and improve. In this case, the natural consequence can do the job here for setting this boundary. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a small story as an example to this of helping somebody out of a jam uh, when instead a natural consequence would be more productive. So like many, many people, my husband has a habit of constantly being on his phone and scrolling continually. And he does so without even thinking, hence being a little bit of a technology addiction like a lot of people struggle with in today's day and age. And it's an area that he's working on improving in himself. So one night I was cleaning up dinner and my son needed to use the potty, which does require assistance at the moment because he's in the middle of potty training. So my husband went in to help him with going to the potty and instead of being present with him, my husband was just scrolling on his phone as usual while my son was going about his business. And when my husband stopped and looked up, our son had unrolled all the toilet paper in the bathroom. And my husband was really frustrated and he wanted me, who was already busy cleaning up dinner, to help clean up this toilet paper mess with him. And I gently reminded him that if he was present with our son and not distracted by his phone, he would have noticed much sooner that our son was unrolling all the toilet paper and could have corrected the situation much earlier. I let him know that he will have to sort out this problem on his own, so cleaning up the toilet paper mess along with our son was part of his consequence to this this phone addiction. And, um, And this is a very, very simple example because... 
you know, a toilet paper roll mess is not that big of a deal. But the point is that he was in a jam due to his own irresponsibility with his phone usage. And there are all kinds of natural consequences that we so eagerly want to help and bail someone out of because we love them. But more often than not, dealing with these natural consequences are actually more out of an act of love than bailing someone out of them because it gives them the opportunity to grow. The alternative is that you'll continue bailing them out and they'll continue making the same mistakes. And that's not healthy or loving. So... Other examples that have natural consequences are things like overspending, not completing work on time, continually showing up late, or not following through on obligations. Those all have natural consequences that are important to to let happen instead of bailing somebody out of. I think you get the picture, but natural consequences are an excellent tool for making your boundaries enforceable and allowing for growth in the person that you love. So we've talked a lot about consequences needing to be set by actions that you can take yourself and hold yourself accountable to by following through on those actions. And now I want to share a couple of things to keep in mind when determining consequences for your boundaries. So you want to make sure that the severity of the consequence is appropriate. For example, a husband who doesn't contribute to the housework should have the consequence of running out of running out of clean clothes if he doesn't do his laundry. Whereas a husband who is an alcoholic may need to move out until he has been treated. So each of those consequences are very appropriate in severity to the boundary that's crossed. Running out of clean clothes versus moving out until getting treatment are both very, very different in severity, but they relate to the boundary, the severity of the boundary that was crossed. Um, So boundary isn't meant to be controlling. It's meant to protect you and to help your spouse understand the reality of their irresponsibility so that they can change and grow. It's also really important that the consequence still preserves your spouse's freedom. So in episode four, we learned all about the recipe for love to grow. And one of the ingredients was freedom. So remember that consequences are not intended to be controlling. They are meant to be loving. And they're ultimately your reactions to someone else's behaviors and choices. This means that your husband has the freedom to make his own choices and you have the freedom of how you will respond to that choice. The boundary helps you to have a healthy response in the case that your spouse has made a poor choice. Additionally, consequences should also be immediate to the situation to be effective. And it's for this reason that it's wise to think about what your boundaries are and establish them in advance. That way, when a situation arises and a boundary is crossed, you can first easily and quickly identify that the boundary has in fact been crossed. And then instead of responding in an unhealthy way, you can respond with an appropriate consequence that you've already had time to think through in advance. When you're setting boundaries, also be sure to stay aware of empty apologies. It's great that your spouse feels the desire to apologize, but unless you've seen change truly occur over time, and I'm sorry is not enough to let go of a consequence. And I'll share a little bit about my own experience with this. So... 
my own experience with boundaries, I reached a breaking point with my husband's lack of ownership and responsibility in resolving his anger issues that I talked about in the last episode, episode five. This anger issue was bringing a lot of strife into my home and I needed to emotionally protect myself. My consequence for this irresponsibility in managing anger was separation because it was a perpetual problem spanning years, only getting worse, was negatively affecting our son, and this way of living was something that I just couldn't keep doing. Um, My husband agreed to get outside help, and he did grow, and he overcame this anger issue, but this wasn't something that happened overnight. Change takes time, and often a lot of time. So during this time, I moved into the guest room of our house to emotionally protect myself with some physical space. He had kindly apologized and promised that he would get better and really wanted me to move back into our bedroom, but I had seen empty apologies many times before in this exact area, and so I stood my ground that I would move back into our room when I felt safe and comfortable, and that I would feel that way if I was sure that real change in this area was occurring. And with the growth that he made to overcome this issue, he felt great about it, And I felt great about it too. And so over time and with true change in this area, we reconciled and I moved back into our bedroom at the point at which I could trust that he could be responsible for handling his anger in healthy ways. And from that point, our marriage really was on a miraculous path of transformation. I strongly believe here that if I didn't hold my ground and I had moved back into our bedroom before real change had occurred in him, that it may not have occurred at all. So, you know, personal issues can stem very deeply and habits can be very hard to change. And I believe standing firm on this consequence was a big contributing factor of him experiencing the pain of his irresponsibility to motivate him to want to change all on his own and by his own choice. And it provided the protection that I needed in the meantime too. So boundaries are all things that that you want someone else to do and consequences are all things that you will do in response with the appropriate severity. So the framework for this boundary with a consequence is I want you to blank, otherwise I will blank. So let's go through some practical examples here to apply it to that framework. The boundary is that I want you to pick up after yourself around the house. The consequence is that I will confiscate what I pick up that is yours. And here's another. The boundary is that I want you to stop putting me down in public. The consequence is that I will leave the event. Or maybe instead you'll be emotionally distant to protect yourself if you feel unsafe. Another example is... The boundary is that I want you to stop your drinking problems. And the consequence could be I will set up an intervention or I will have you leave the home until treated, depending on the severity that's appropriate there. Um, Another example is that I want you to stop having temper tantrums. And the consequence is I will leave the room or our house until you can cool down. Again, this was an area that I personally experienced my own cross boundaries, and this is a good consequence to start with. I found that this consequence wasn't effective in my marriage, so I increased the severity of it, as I just shared here. 
but this is a good place to start and you can always modify your consequences as you see or don't see positive change. So other important areas to put boundaries around that are really critical to a successful marriage and to protect yourself more importantly is uh, you should have a boundary to stop lying, to stop any sort of substance addiction that could be happening, to stop overspending, to resolve any sort of sexual problems like pornography usage, um, and definitely to end the affair if one's occurring. There are so many out there, but that's just a couple of areas that I want to make sure that you have boundaries around as it is critical for your own protection in those areas. Um, Many of these are very serious boundaries that require having your spouse leave the home until treated or requiring outside to help to stay in the home. But as I mentioned before, change is hard. And in some of these more serious boundaries, outside help is needed as the catalyst for change. So really important to include as part of that consequence. And I also want to note too that having a marriage with shared values is actually one of the best ways to grow together and to create these boundaries that are so important to a healthy marriage. So as you're establishing your boundaries and thinking through consequences for boundaries that you see are perpetually being broken, take into account that what you value is what you will have. So stop and think about it. You are living out your values. So take note of what these are and build your boundaries around what your values are. For a bit of guidance on learning your own values and really knowing who you are at the core, check out episode two. And um, I will get you started here. So a few ideal values to help you build a lasting marriage include loving your spouse, being honest, being faithful, offering grace and forgiveness because we all make mistakes, having a continual openness and drive for growth, and loving God. And this last value of loving God is so critical in our lives. It's a whole separate episode on this topic, but at a very, very high level, loving God is practicing the presence of God in your everyday life and having the Holy Spirit live within and guide you on your journey in life. It's living with a higher purpose and respect of the Lord. And when you and your spouse both have this value, you can overcome many, many challenges that may come your way in your marriage. All right, friends, I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. I want you to not just listen in, but really take action to start establishing and being accountable to your own boundaries as you work toward growing in yourself and in your marriage. If you're in a place where you're feeling helpless in your marriage with your husband that's breaking your boundaries, know that you are not alone. Many, many others have been in your situation and having faith and courage to take the steps that we talked through today will lead your marriage from spiraling out of control. You have a way out with healthy boundaries and a course correction to a marriage full of growth and love. I know you can do this. All right. Can't wait to see you all next week. Same time, same place. Looking to dig in deeper to have a happy, loving, sacred marriage? Visit marriagegrace.com for more resources and tune in every Thursday for new, simple, actionable strategies to help you and your marriage blossom. Thanks for joining me on Marriage Grace with Heather. 
See you next time and God bless.